This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company, Macbeth by William Shakespeare. Act 1, Scene 3. Where hast thou been, sister? Killing swine. Sister, where thou? A sailor's wife had chestnuts in her lap and munched and munched and munched. Give me, quoth I. Aroint thee, witch, the rump-fed Runyon cries. Her husband's to Aleppo gone, master of the tiger. But in a sieve I'll thither sail, and like a rat without a tail, I'll do, I'll do, and I'll do. I'll give thee a wind, that kind. And I another. I myself have all the other, and the very ports they blow, all the quarters that they know in the shipman's card. I will drain him dry as hay. Sleep shall neither night nor day hang upon his penthouse lid. He shall live a man forbid. Weary senites nine times nine shall he dwindle, peak and pine. Though his bark cannot be lost, yet it shall be tempest-tossed. Look what I have. Show me, show me. Here I have a pilot's thumb. Wrecked as homeward he did come. A drum, a drum. Macbeth doth come. The weird sisters, hand in hand, posters of the sea and land, thus do go about, about. Thrice to thine, and thrice to mine, and thrice again to make up nine. Peace. The charms wound up. So foul and fair a day I have not seen. How far is called to forest? What are these? So withered and so wild in their attire that look not like the inhabitants of the earth and yet are aunt. Live you, or are you aught that man may question? You seem to understand me. I each at once her chappy finger laying upon her skinny lips. You should be women, and yet your beards forbid me to interpret that you are so. Speak, if you can. What are you? All hail, Macbeth. Hail to thee, Thane of Glams. All hail, Macbeth. Hail to thee, Thane of Cordor. All hail, Macbeth. Thou shalt be king hereafter. Good sir, why do you start and seem to fear things that do sound so fair? In the name of truth, are ye fantastical, or that indeed which outwardly ye show? My noble partner, you greet with present grace and great prediction of noble having and of royal hope that he seems wrapped with all. To me you speak not. If you can, look into the seeds of time and say which grain will grow and which will not. Speak then to me, who neither beg nor fear your favours nor your hate. Hail! 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 Lesser than Macbeth and great. Not so happy, yet much happier. Thou shalt get kings, though thou be none. So all hail, Macbeth, and Banquo. Banquo and Macbeth, all hail! Stay! You imperfect speakers, tell me more. By Sinal's death, I know I am Thane of Glams, but how of Cordor? 
The Thane of Cawdor lives, a prosperous gentleman, and to be king stands not within the prospect of belief, no more than to be Cawdor. Say from whence you owe this strange intelligence, or why upon this blasted heath you stop our way with such prophetic greeting. Speak, I charge you! The earth hath bubbles as the water has, and these are of them. Whither are they vanished? Into the air, and what seemed corporal melted as breath into the wind. Would they had stayed? Were such things here as we do speak about, or have we eaten on the insane root that takes the reason prisoner? Your children shall be king. You shall be king. And Thane of Cawdor too, went it not so? To the selfsame tune and words. Who's here? The king hath happily received, Macbeth, the news of thy success. And when he reads thy personal venture in the rebels' fight, his wonders and his praises do contend which should be thine or his, Silenced with that, in viewing o'er the rest of the self-same day, he finds thee in the stout Norwayan ranks, nothing afeard of what thyself didst make, strange images of death. As thick as hail came post with post, and every one did bear thy praises in his kingdom's great defence, and poured them down before him. We are sent to give thee from our royal master thanks, only to herald thee into his sight, not pay thee. And for an earnest of a greater honour, he bade me from him call thee Thane of Cawdor, in which addition, hail, most worthy Thane, for it is thine. What? Can the devil speak true? The Thane of Cawdor lives. Why do you dress me in borrowed robes? Who was the Thane lives yet, but under heavy judgment bears that life which he deserves to lose. Whether he was combined with those of Norway, or did line the rebel with hidden help and vantage, or that with both he laboured in his country's wreck, I know not. But treason's capital, confessed and proved, have overthrown him. Glams and Thane of Cawdor, the greatest is behind. Thanks for your pains. Do you not hope your children shall be kings, when those that gave the Thane of Cawdor to me promised no less to them? That trusted home might yet enkindle you into the crown, besides the Thane of Cawdor. But tis strange, and oftentimes to win us to our harm, the instruments of darkness tell us truths, win us with honest trifles to betray us in deepest consequence. Cousins, a word, I pray you. Two truths are told, as happy prologues to the swelling act of the imperial theme. I thank you, gentlemen. Cannot be ill, cannot be good. If ill, why hath it given me earnest of success, commencing in a truth? I am Thane of Cawdor. If good, why do I yield to that suggestion whose horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs against the use of nature? Present fears are less than horrible imaginings. My thought, whose murder yet is but fantastical, shakes so my single state of man that function is smothered in surmise, and nothing is but what is not. Look how our partners wrapped. If chance will have me king, why chance may crown me without my stir. New honours come upon him, like our strange garments cleave not to their mould, but with the aid of use. Come what come may, time and the hour runs through the roughest day. Worthy Macbeth, we stay upon your leisure. Give me your favour. 
my dull brain was wrought with things forgotten. Kind gentlemen, your pains are registered where every day I turn the leaf to read them. Let us toward the king. Think upon what hath chanced, and at more time, the interim having weighed it, let us speak our free hearts each to other. Very gladly. Till then enough. Come, friends. Macbeth by William Shakespeare. Act One, Scene Five. They met me in the day of success. And I have learned by the perfectest report they have more in them than mortal knowledge. When I burned a desire to question them further, they made themselves air into which they vanished. Whiles I stood rapt in the wonder of it, came missives from the king who all hailed me Thane of Cawdor, by which title before these weird sisters saluted me and referred me to the coming on of time with Hail King that shalt be. This if I thought good to deliver thee, my dearest partner of greatness, that thou mightst not lose the dues of rejoicing by being ignorant of what greatness has promised thee. Lay it to thy heart and farewell. Glams thou art, and Cawdor, and shalt be what thou art promised. Oh, yet do I fear thy nature. It is too full of the milk of human kindness to catch the nearest way. Thou wouldst be great, art not without ambition, but without the illness should attend it. What thou wouldst highly, that wouldst thou holily. Wouldst not play false, and yet wouldst wrongly win. Thou'lst have great gloms, that which cries, Thus thou must do, if thou have it, And that which rather thou dost fear to do Than wishes should be undone. Ah, hie thee hither, That I may pour my spirits in thine ear, And chastise with the valour of my tongue All that impedes thee from the golden round which fate and metaphysical aid doth seem to have thee crowned withal. What is your tidings? The king comes here tonight. Thou art mad to say it. Is not thy master with him, who were it so would have informed for preparation? So please you, it is true. Our thane is coming. One of my fellows had the speed of him, who, almost dead for breath, had scarcely more than would make up his message. Give him tending. He brings great news. The raven himself is horse that croaks the fatal entrance of Duncan under my battlements. Come, you spirits that tend on mortal thoughts. Unsex me here and fill me from the crown to the toe, top full of direst cruelty. Make thick my blood. Stop up the access and passage to remorse, that no compunctious visitings of nature shake my fell purpose, nor keep peace between the effect and it. Come to my woman's breasts, and take my milk for gall, you murdering ministers. Wherever in your sightless substances you wait on nature's mischief. Come, thick night and pour thee in the dunnest smoke of hell that my keen knife see not the wound it makes, nor heaven peep through the blanket of the dark to cry, Hold! Hold! Great glams, worthy Cawdor, greater than both by the all-hail hereafter. 
Thy letters have transported me beyond this ignorant present, and I feel now the future in the instant. My dearest love, Duncan comes here tonight. And when goes hence? Tomorrow, as he purposes. Oh, never shall sun that morrow see. Your face, my thane, is as a book where men may read strange matters. To beguile the time, look like the time. Bear welcome in your eye, your hand, your tongue. Look like the innocent flower, but be the serpent under it. He that's coming must be provided for, and you shall put this night's great business into my dispatch, which shall to all our nights and days to come give solely sovereign sway and masterdom. We will speak further. Only look up clear. To alter favour ever is to fear. Leave all the rest to me. Macbeth by William Shakespeare Act 2, Scene 2 That which hath made them drunk hath made me bold. What hath quenched them hath given me fire. Hark, peace. It was the owl that shrieked, the fatal bellman which gives the sterns good night. He is about it. The doors are open, and the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores. I have drugged their possets, that death and nature do contend about them whether they live or die. Who's there? What? Who? Alack, I am afraid they have awaked and tis not done. The attempt and not the deed confounds us. Hark! I laid their daggers ready. He could not miss them. Had he not resembled my father as he slept, I'd a dunt. My husband. I have done the deed. Didst thou not hear a noise? I heard the owl scream and the crickets cry. Did not you speak? When? Now. As I descended? Aye. Hark! Who lies in the second chamber? Donald Bane. This is a sorry sight. A foolish thought to say a sorry sight. There's one did laugh in sleep and one cried murder, that they did wake each other. I stood and heard them, but they did say their prayers and address them again to sleep. There are two lodged together? One cried, God bless us, and our men the other as they had seen me with these hangman's hands, listening their fear. I could not say amen when they did say God bless us. Consider it not so deeply. But wherefore could not I pronounce amen? I had most need of blessing, and amen stuck in my throat. These deeds must not be thought after these ways, so it will make us mad. He thought I heard a voice cry, sleep no more. Macbeth does murder sleep. The innocent sleep. Sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care, the death of each day's life, sore labour's bath, balm of hurt minds, great nature's second course, chief nourisher in life's feast. What do you mean? Still, it cried, sleep no more to all the house. Glams hath murdered sleep, and therefore Cordor shall sleep no more, Macbeth shall sleep no more. Who was it that thus cried? Why, worthy vain, you do unbend your noble strength to think so brainsickly of things. Go, get some water, and wash this filthy witness from your hand. Why did you bring these daggers from the place? They must lie there. Go, carry them, and smear the sleepy grooms with blood. I'll go no more. I am afraid to think what I have done. Look on't again, I dare not. Infirm of purpose. Give me the daggers. The sleeping and the dead are but as pictures. Tis the eye of childhood that fears a painted devil. If he do bleed, I'll gild the faces of the grooms withal, for it must seem their guilt. Whence is that knocking? 
How is't with me when every noise appalls me? What hands are here? Ha! They pluck out mine eyes. Will all great Neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand? No. This my hand will rather the multitudinous seas in incarnadine, making the green one red. My hands are of your colour, but I shame to wear a heart so white. I hear a knocking at the south entry. Retire we to our chamber. A little water clears us of the deed. How easy is it then? Your constancy hath left you unattended. Hark, more knocking. Get on your nightgown. Less occasion call us and show us to be watchers. Be not lost so poorly in your thoughts. To know my deed, were best not know myself. Wake Duncan with thy knocking. I would thou couldst. You have been listening to Macbeth by William Shakespeare, with Bridget Laurie as Witch One, Siri Steinmo as Witch Two and Lady Macbeth, David Beck as Macbeth, Edward Harrison as Banquo, Dominic Casanova as Ross, Fionn Jolly as Witch Three, and Peter Rogan as Angus. Produced and directed by David Beck. Engineered by Carlos Ziccarelli. Edited by Gary Abbott at Audio Mill. Visit wirelesstheatre.co.uk for more audio downloads.